Hey, EdTech Pod Squad listeners, this is JP Presavento, one of your co hosts. I wanted to let you know that in addition to this show, I host another podcast called The Bits and Bytes of Education. After you finish this episode of the EdTech Pod Squad, head on over to jpres.com to check out my EdTech Minute, a featured conversation with a really smart educator, and to hear a little bit about what I'm learning. But for now, Enjoy the most recent episode of the EdTech Pod Squad. Welcome to the EdTech Pod Squad, a monthly show where five Missouri EdTech leaders talk, share, and reflect on their own teaching and learning. The conversation with Josh Howard, Samantha Hardesty Knoll, Aaron Lawson, Jonathan Lee, and JP Presavento starts right now. everybody uh welcome to this month's episode of the edtech pod squad and this month we are live from metc that's right listen uh, this there's like five thousand people here i can't uh hear everything so uh for the audience at home you're missing out um so uh we're gonna get started uh, let's go around and introduce ourselves first i'll start uh, my name is josh howard i work at the fulton public school district in fulton missouri you can find me on twitter at Josh C. Howard and my website, joshchoward.com. I am Jonathan Lee. I work with the METC, and you can find me on Twitter at jleetechpercent. Hi, Sam Hardesty Knoll, instructional tech coach for the Winsville School District. You can find me at Tech Knoll. Aaron Lawson, a district tech coach in the Orchard Farm School District in St. Charles, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron underscore Lawson3. I'm JP Presavento, Instructional Technology Coordinator in the Fox School District. You can find me on Twitter at JP Prez and my blog and podcast at jpprez.com. All right, man, this is fun. We're having so much fun here. It's, uh, we got this right, good energy going. Let's roll right into some of our big takeaways as ed coordinator, uh, technology coaches, coordinators. Um, guys, hold, hold on, on, Josh. Before you do that, there's something that the audience in here, they don't know. What, what's going on today that has never happened before? What's going on? We're all in the room together, Oh, dude. my God, that's true. Wow. I didn't Talk even, about burying the lead, people. Uh, this is the first time we've ever recorded this podcast in the same geographic the location. Same. This is amazing. We should probably do a picture today at some we point. Came we, close to um, we came close to ISTE. We came close to ISTE outside yeah, the bathroom. That's right. I was yes. at home. Uh, they were in a bathroom together. It was weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Outside, outside. Toilets <laughs> flushing all over the place. I was it like, was a family. Guys. It was a family. Bathroom. Nobody wants to hear this. Um, okay, so yes, this is a big moment for us as a group. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into our feature content, our big takeaways. Uh, what do you guys? What what's been big for you? Uh, what are what have been some big ahas? What are you taking back to your schools to kick you into the next year? So I'm going to jump in. Um, I attended a session yesterday with Amy Johnson out of Parkway School District, and Amy was talking about note-taking, and it was one of those sessions that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go back to school, and I want to sit down with all my teachers um, and just share some of the things, because note-taking probably gets overlooked, and especially our, in a lot of our areas where we're one-to-one. Um, how do we do the note-taking? You know, do we say, let's sketch note, let's take our notes on the computer? Um, but she had two different extensions that I thought were really cool. The first one was called Scribble, and what Scribble allows you to do, it, is, it allows you to take notes on top of a website, and then it curates that notes, those notes for you as like a library, so as hyperlinks back to those notes. And it had some cool features in there like highlighting tools, those types of things. And then the other um, extension that she shared was one called TurboNote. 
And Turbo Note, the intention of Turbo Note is to be able to do note taking while you're watching YouTube videos, which I thought would be really helpful for so many of our students who we share YouTube videos and then we don't really give them a place to process what they're learning. And what I liked about that Turbo Notes is that you can stop, pause, play again, and so you can really go at your own pace. So Amy had some great um, things to share. I was glad I attended. Um, so I've spent uh, most of my time down in our Plaker space in the vendor hall, and if you have not had a chance to go down there, Colleen is one of my big, huge helpers. And I see Rob Jacklin back there as well, um, has been putting her up, out fires left and right. But there's a lot of great things going down there. It's our third year for the Plaker space. Um, and we've really ramped it up this year. So if you've not been down there, or if you're listening to this on your um, podcast right now, um, you should come check it out next year because it's, it's great. We've had 120 kids here today um, from eight different districts from as far away as Hollister, Missouri, which is about four hours away. Popper Bluff has also been here about four hours away. So a lot of kids coming from far away to kind of demonstrate their awesomeness to um, everybody that's coming through the podcast or to the podcast. Uh, uh, Plaker space. We have um, a theater in there as well. So our first five sessions today were all done by students. They um, were quite amazing. I just finished with Lizzie before we came up here to prepare for this one. Um, she is with the Orchard Farm School District, and she talked talked about micro bits. And the organization with this with this student was just amazing. She's like, I was like, you have your micro bits. She just pulled out a bag. They were all in a nice little Ziploc bag. These are the ones that had batteries. She pulled out another bag. This is the one that you connect to the computers. And here's my bag full of extra batteries and stuff. So she was totally prepped and excited to present um, to teachers. And then after this show. Um, Josh and I are going to go down to the playground, which is also in the playground space. Um, and so with today being all about the showcase and students, today's playground is all about digital creation with students. Um, and so we're going to talk about different ways you can create stuff with the kids. And so you should come check us out at there right after this at 3.30. And if you want to know how to do like simple podcasts in your class, that's exactly what I'm doing in the playground, so check it out. Yep. So we got there's um, portfolios, there's video, there's podcasts, there's all kinds of different things to create um, going on down that playground in the playground space. Plus, if you want to work off your lunch, there's a great thing called the Lou down there. Oh, you that come thing check is out. Awesome. So, but anyway. <laughs> so so far for me, METC has been great. Uh, recently, I read the book Hacking Leadership by Joe Sanfilippo. So when I saw that he was a feature presenter, I had a total fangirl moment. I was like, yes! Um, so I went to a couple of his sessions yesterday, and I just, I just thought he was really great. He's a superintendent in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Um, he has awesome like icebreaker activities. Bring gum though. Bring gum. Bring gum. Bring gum. So if you go to any like, make sure you bring gum because he'll do a thing where you're where you're close with somebody. And um, and then he just has really great ideas then to just cultivate um, an amazing culture within your school district and with your community as well. And uh, one of my favorite things that he mentioned that he does um, that he mentioned in his presentation, he actually writes. Um, he and his uh, administrators write thank you notes to the spouses of the teachers in their school district. And I just thought that was just a really cool thing to just, I don't know, just cultivate that, that culture. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I actually like kind of teared up a little I bit. I thought that was so great. Um, and so it's just a great way to, to make us all just feel like a family within our school district. So make sure to read that book, Hacking Leadership. It's really good. All right, it's a great sharing, and I always feel like the best way to kind of reflect and go back over and really kind of make that stuff stick that you have seen at the conference is just to kind of have a reflective uh, moment afterwards. I always, I blog, so I do always do like a wrap-up blog if I go to a conference or something, but whatever it takes for you to just kind of go back over, remember those things, and uh, 
definitely take the time to do that so you can, you can actually remember the stuff that you've seen. All right, we're going to move into our featured content now, and we are going to ask some of our audience members who have volunteered some questions to share some things with uh, the, our panel up here, and we're going to do our best to answer those <coughs> questions, um, not sound like, uh, at least sound like we know what we're talking about. I can't speak for Jonathan, but um, I think most <laughs> of us up here have a pretty good idea what's going on. So, um, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, okay, so who's our first? Are these just in sequential order here? Uh, yeah. maybe, they're, maybe they're not. So if, if you could just introduce yourself before. Okay, it looks like we, Taylor, are you ready back there? Okay, uh, Taylor's got a, Taylor Tholen uh, has got a question. All right, um, more of a comment than a question, sorry. I, I just sort of said that uh, it always amazes me. I spend all year kind of like trying to get better at G Suite and all the little, you know, tools for making us a little better at our lives and our jobs. And I come here and I still find things I didn't learn. I mean, it's sort of crazy that you can be trying to do something all year and then still keep having new things to learn. So that's one of my big takeaways. Taylor, what is one of those tool, the, one of those G Suite tips that you've learned? So uh, earlier today, I was in a session with uh, this guy that's holding the microphone in front of me. It's his birthday today. We're Happy supposed birthday, to say that. <laughs> and uh, he talked about in Google Calendar that you can add rooms to your calendar. Um, I had never even seen that at all. Like if you're trying to uh, put a meeting together, you can have like rooms available inside your school that you can, and even have you know, amount of people that are inside the room, like if this room can hold 50, then after 50 people are at a meeting there, it won't be an option anymore, things like that. So that was something I never heard of that I'd like to utilize, so. I think, I mean, that's so true. Even if you think you know everything, coming to a place like this and at least trying to learn something new, it's important. A lot of teachers sometimes become complacent with what they hear, so kudos for you, man, for getting out there and uh, learn something new. Um, so, I Can guess. Can I comment on that? Oh, sure, go ahead. I just was at a session, and one of the things she said, it was um, always have a beginner's mindset. And I really liked that. And, you know, we talk a lot about innovators' mindset and shifting your mindset. And I thought, you know, that's a good way to think about it. Always think of have a beginner's mindset um, so you're learning something new all the time. I know I do. Okay, so uh, I saw Sophie's over here, uh, Sophie Chambers. Um, oh, and sorry, I should have mentioned uh, Taylor, his uh, Twitter handle is at Taylor Tholen. And Sophie is uh, a techie bookworm. Sophie, what do you, uh, what do you got for us? Um, I'm wondering for all of you and those of us who have been to METC maybe several times and we're feeling <laughs> really good about where we're at and like you come to all these sessions and you think, I'm doing a lot of that. I feel really good about where I'm at. The question I start hearing from tech directors and tech coaches is, what's next for us? because I feel like I'm doing a lot of this. And I think because you guys are so advanced in the skills you're trying here, I wondered the same for you. What are each of you, not just hoping to get from this last day of METC tomorrow, but what is next in each of your learnings that you want to tackle? Somebody jump on that? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, so for me, like coming to an event like METC is all about strengthening my network and making sure that the folks I connect with are benefiting me and I'm able to benefit and help them out. And when I go to these regional conferences, that's really what it's all about is main connections to see what other folks are doing. So then selfishly, I can go back to Fox and say, hey, I know that Aaron at Orchard Farm is doing great stuff with student-led PD. I need to get Aaron to come out so she can influence the folks here. And then for the stuff we're already doing, it's about building that capacity and making sure that more folks are able to implement that at a higher level. 
And personally for me, like when I, whenever I attend conferences like this, um, I'm always like, okay, what's something that I want for myself and what's something I want for my district? And so for myself at, at, these, at this conference, like I wanna learn how to design my Google Slides a lot better um, because this one right here next to me, Sam, is amazing at her creation on Google Slides and so she inspired me and I wanna be better at it. And then for my district, uh, we've really been working on, uh, we've, we've been doing PLC work, um, future ready work, um, and I really want to figure out how to take that PLC work and the future ready work and the ISTE standards and how to kind of mesh all of them together. So that's something I'm really focusing on too to learn more about. Sophie, I love your question because, I, you know, there are times when I come to the METC conference and I'm like, yes, I know a lot of stuff and that makes me feel really good. I'm like, yes. Um, but I think for me, it's less about learning about a new tool, and it's more about learning how to use the tool innovatively with students to improve their learning. So while I love myself a good new extension or shortcut, um, like anybody else, it's really how do we get that in with students to improve their learning. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm in a position, like, I think kind of all of us up here are in a position where we're kind of somewhere between being in a classroom and kind of being in a leadership position and trying to like, you know, tools and apps and project ideas are really important, but also we need to figure out ways to kind of uh, collaborate and work with other people, uh, develop leaders, uh, create programs that are, will impact more than 30 kids. You know, what are some programs we can learn about? Who are some people who are designing like leadership programs, uh, teacher academy programs, training programs, things like that? So when I come, and that's hard for me, I'm a one person department. If, I do everything instructional technology, so I provide all this PD and I do all these trainings at my at, at, at my district. But I don't get a lot of uh, mentorship for the, those kind of leadership things. So I always seek that out of here. Who are some people who are in a position who, who's doing the kind of programmatic ideas that I want to do? Who's working with teachers and mentorship uh, relationships that I'm trying to develop? And so that's what I'm looking for, like people who are stepping up as leaders and can share some of those skills and qualities of things that they're doing in their districts uh, with my district. With Josh, for your um, goal, I would super recommend my tech director at I Mel went, I Young. I just went to one that they Her put on. E it was e fantastic. Team. Good. Yes, it was really good. Everybody thought, follow. Oh, this is Sophie Chambers' district. I know exactly. <laughs> I know where that badge program came from, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we follow you, you follow us. <laughs> right on. And so my role is a little different because I have um, not a district, but I have a state to kind of keep an eye on. I go to, you know, as far south as Haiti and as far north as Memphis, Missouri, uh, and Skyland County, which you may not know where that is, but you can, you can Google Maps it. Uh, it's up there. Um, and so, I mean, a lot of districts are very, very different across the state. Here in St. Louis, we are almost 99% Google, and so we're heavy Google here, but the state is not. And so I try to go to sessions when I go to, like, ISTE uh, each year. I actually go through the program and say, you know what, I have no idea what this is doesn't interest me at all, I'm gonna to go to it. Because I tend to, I used to always just pick out, you know what, I love Google Sessions, I'm gonna to go to Google Sessions. So why would I go to them, right? I mean, I know a lot about them, I'm not saying that I don't go to those, but if I'm gonna find the next best thing, I'm gonna find stuff that's not interesting to me, or I don't know enough about it. So I try to pick out those sessions that I need to learn more and see if that's something that, not something I need to know, but maybe a district that I work with, because right. they all have different needs. Great growth mindset. Yeah. Um, okay, are we, let's move on to our next question. Mike, who do you have over there? Scott. All right, so we got Scott Crooks, uh, Random Shot 81. What do you got for us? 
So mine's a very like uh, specific to uh, your podcast, kind of like thinking about like if you were uh, working with students and trying to help them develop kind of a process for this, how do you guys work through that that complication of interrupting each other, talking over each other, all that fun <laughs> stuff, right? And so is it is it planning ahead? Is it editing on the back end? How do you how do you cope? Our show is a series of interruptions between one another. We have a, we have a loving nickname for our show that we can't say up here. Yes, but, uh, we'll talk after the it's show. It's a different kind of show. It's a different kind of show. Yes. Um, I think on the back end, I think that Jonathan is a wizard of cutting out all of those interruptions and what, what were we what were we saying? Where are we at? What are you guys doing? Um, so it, there is some tools that they talked about uh, during the show of just like having kind of the side chat. So we're seeing it and not shouting over. But, you know, Josh, the bell goes off in his school every single time that we're recording. Um, my partners will jump in on a conversation every time we're recording. Uh, there's a lot of interruptions. Uh, JP has to get up and stand because his watch has told him to. Um, right. Really, the behind the scenes is probably the best part mm -hmm. of and I, it. And I think the, the important thing to remember, and I think we remember uh, it often, is that as much as we'd like to think this is the best, most high-quality, professionally done podcast, it, we're still rookies. What are you I mean, trying to say, man? I mean, come on. Um, we know there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be issues. We're going to talk over each other. Our lives are really busy. We're going to miss some things. And so what's going to happen? And as, as, as students learn how to do this. Through. I think yeah. somebody slept through. And yeah, that would have podcast. been JP over there. So um, let's not talk about that. But, um, you know, we're not, you're going to have mistakes. And that's what the editing room is for. And, um, you know, just getting good at learning how to, what to cut out, and, and then learning how to say, okay, when I do make a mistake or when there is an interruption, go back to a, a good stop point, right? Because when you go to the editing room, if you don't get that gap in there, it's really hard to edit out some of those instructions. But um, you're going to have, a, if you listen to our podcast, you'll, see, you'll hear a bell every once in a while, or you'll hear someone talk over each other. It's not perfect every time, and we're not, our goal is not necessarily a perf perfect episode, but the overall content is going to be uh, beneficial for those we hope listen. Can I jump in on oh, that real quick just a little bit? So, you know, we use, like, in terms of, like, the editing part, we use the, when we use Zoom, everything comes down basically to, like, one audio track. So if we're going to edit one thing out, we edit what, whatever falls in there. There are other tools that you can use, like, you know, if you do this with kids, you can get, whether it's a soundboard and you have multiple audio tracks, you can edit everyone together. But the talking point, if we were going to remind ourselves of a talking point when we do this, would be we should all talk a little bit slower so it's easier to chop those things out. Uh, and prep goes a long way. Something we can probably work on a little more is uh, like having a more firm idea of what we're going to say in some of those situations. I will say when I do this with students, um, I don't let them record until they've had the conversation they're going to record the like, third time because they should already know what they're going to say if they go to create something like that. Uh, as professionals, we, work, we don't have time to do that kind of prep, but uh, we, that's why we keep the show notes so we can all work off the same thing. We kind of know where the conversation needs to go, what's going to happen next, the turns that conversation should be taking. All of those sorts of things. Um, okay, so I th we're going to do one more. We'll do one more question. One more. Yep. Uh, we're going to Kelly is over here, right? Hey, Kelly Oliva. Um, we uh, Kelly Kelly D Oliva. Sorry, at Twitter. What do you got for us, Kelly? Hi guys. I actually have a two-part question. So, whenever I leave METC, I'm super fired up and excited. What are your recommendations for how to stay inspired after I leave conference? And if you don't have a recommendation for that, do you have someone that you would suggest that we follow on Twitter that can allow us to continue the learning after the conference? Great question. 
So I'm going to jump in first on that one. First, huge shout out back to Kelly Oliva because she's an amazing librarian. Um, I, yes. That's right, Kelly Ross. Yes. Uh, so if you don't follow her, that's a person you need to follow. So Greg tweeted out, uh, Greg Lawrence um, from the Winsville School District tweeted out this morning or yesterday, those little things, those tidbits that you've learned over the conference, schedule them out on your calendar so that future me can kind of take a look back and see some of those ideas. So I actually started today like going through some of the notes that I've been taking and just like next month or a month after that or beginning of the school year and scheduling just little reminders of like, hey, remember that idea that you learned at METC? Share that out with, and I usually try to connect it to, who am I gonna share that to? Do I need to share that to my high school teachers or my elementary teachers? Um, and then beyond the learning, um, there are so many great people to follow on Twitter, so uh, just a couple shout outs. Uh, I've been learning a lot with Matt Miller at Ditch That Tech Book, um, and I've also, textbook, sorry, not tech book. Um, I love to follow my friend at Tech Moody, so Amanda Moody. I like to follow people that are local that I can follow up the conversation with. So that kind of keeps me inspired all year long. So, I, go ahead. <laughs> there we go. I keep, uh, I keep my motivation up um, just by finding people uh, within my district that, um, that have attended a conference, you know, and so I can meet up with them and, and get really excited. So. Um, my office is located in the high school, and Mindy Botkin is our librarian there at the high school. And so I am constantly walking over to the library all of the time. It's like my second home over there, and talking to her and getting really excited. And so if we're kind of having, if I'm kind of having like a down day, all I have to do is just get up, walk over there, and like, Mindy, what can we talk about today? Was there something awesome that you learned about at a conference? Did you see something on a blog or on Twitter? And we, every time, we can always get really excited about something. And I leave feeling really great and motivated. I have two, two tips. Yesterday, I did a conference call. I just attended the best conference ever, where we talked about uh, how to plan, attend, and process your learning from events. And I always say that when you get back to school, it's important to find a partner, someone who can implement learning with you. So once you have that partner, I think you have kind of that built-in motivation because you know that there's going to be someone who's going to be there to kind of talk you through and work with you, to find an, um, a cheerleader who's probably your tech coach to give you um, encouragement when you start to kind of slack off and make sure that they're there to um, offer, you, offer you the kind of the shoulder and the observation, and to find an investor, an administrator to help you um, scale up your ideas. But outside of that, you know, connect with the presenters or connect with someone that you really felt was brought a lot of value to you. Start a Google Hangout chat group and that's really, you know, you have that constant communication more than I think you can get on Twitter. That if you find two or three people or maybe it's someone that you were in their room for a presentation, ask them to have coffee with you, have a conversation with them and build your network past the tweets and then you have that kind of constant deep conversation. Awesome suggestion, thank you guys. And I would think, I would just add, this because this is a podcast on, pod, or this is a session on podcasts, right? I think another one that we use a lot, um, maybe not Sam as much, but we listen to a lot of the podcasts, right? Um, what? You Dang, said in that episode you didn't have a lot of, like not a, not a, not a, not a podcasts to listen to, but there's a lot of different podcasts out there, and um, a lot, there's so many of them, and we get a lot of ideas from them, um, and then follow them and tweet at them and uh, that kind of thing, and so... Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. The, EDPA, the educationpodcastnetwork.com is a good place to get a lot of them. Um, we're trying to get a 
regional podcast network set up, but um, we're still, that's in the works. But um, that way you kind of get more stuff that's local here. But anyway. And I think it's probably come up, but like, I, this is a good example of like, if you have people who are doing the same stuff, who are invested, that you can kind of contact with, and not necessarily like, I mean, it's nice if you have a team of people like in your building or people that you see every day, but like for me, I don't. So I really invest a lot in partnerships and uh, relationships I've built with people at conferences, people like this, who are super passionate because I don't always find that in my district. And passion is really infectious. If you see other people who really care and you surround yourself with people like that, it's hard not to also really care about stuff. Um, and you kind of won't fall into those same kind of ruts that uh, other teachers who are just kind of punching the time clock and uh, show, up to, show up to work. So it'll help you kind of have a little bit of fire about uh, your day-to-day. -day. Helps That helps me anyway. So guys, as I'm looking at the clock, we are starting to run a little low on time. So I want to thank everyone for listening today to the live episode of the EdTech Pod Squad from METC 2019. Yeah! Woo! You know, we started with about 5,000 people in the room. Somehow we got like 300 more that walked in. Yeah, I don't crazy. know how that's possible. Um, so we have Josh Howard over here at Josh C. Howard on Twitter, Jonathan Lee at J. Lee Tech Percent, Sam Knoll at Tech Knoll, Aaron Lawson at Aaron underscore Lawson 3 on Twitter, and I'm JP Prezavento at JP Prez on Twitter. I want to thank everyone for listening today. And, you know, if you're, not if you're a new listener to the show, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. And if you're here, one of those 5,312 people live, no <laughs> one's going to know. more people just walked in. It's amazing. <laughs> only, there are only seven minutes Enjoy left. the rest of your METC conference. Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>